the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Today I'm beginning a new series of messages on prayer. We want to spend the fall talking to God in ways perhaps that we have not done in quite some time. And so this first message in the series is what we need to know about prayer. Prayer is the greatest privilege of the Christian life and the most revolutionary source of power known to man. If we were to take seriously the promises of God and begin to claim them in prayer, we would see miracles on a regular basis. I do not know if we are all aware that as believers in Jesus Christ, we have the opportunity for instant audience with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Whatever the need, whatever the time, God's calendar is cleared to receive each of us. His schedule is always open for an appointment with him. His full attention is devoted to every believer. Yet we do not live and act as the children of the sovereign God of the universe. We do not really believe that all of God's resources in heaven and on earth are available to us in Jesus Christ. There's a lot of ignorance as to how to pray, how prayer works, and why we pray and when we pray. Some people think of prayer as like a first aid kit. It's an act of desperation to be used only in an emergency. It's a last resort. When things finally fall apart, then you pray and ask others to pray for you. You do everything you can, and when they fail, you pray. For other people, prayer is like a religious con game that you play with God, where you try to convince God to do something good for you. It's like a sales pitch. You keep pestering God until finally God gets so irritated that he gives in and grants you your request. But the worst misconception of prayer 
is the idea that prayer is simply a religious duty. The basic motivation behind this is guilt. I know I should pray. I ought to pray more because if I don't, then God will not respond to me and I'll be on his bad list. As a result, we can go through a meaningless exercise where we get caught up in the religious cliches that we are so accustomed to, saying the the same thing over and over again without any real meaning. We are simply going through the motions, praying, but not expecting God to do anything. Prayer is not a duty, it is a privilege, which brings the greatest blessings that you can ever imagine. It is the means through which God brings about miracles in the lives of his children. Let me use this message to remind you of the purposes of prayer and some things that we need to know about prayer. And the first is that prayer is an act of dependence. Prayer is an act of dependence. Prayer is an opportunity to express our dependence upon God as well as our devotions to God. It is saying, God, I need you. I need your help in my life. I am depending on you. By going to God in prayer, you are saying, I admit I am inadequate. I'm helpless. I need your help in this situation that I'm in. If you think you have it all together, that you can handle life just fine by yourself, then you don't need God and you don't need to pray. But none of us can say that honestly. If you are a believer in Christ, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, then you have a special relationship with Christ similar to that of a vine and its branches. This is the point that Jesus is making in John chapter 15, verses 5 and 7. In the New Living Translation, second edition, we read where Jesus said, Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. This last verse, verse 7, is like a blank check that Jesus is giving to us, his disciples. He's saying, if you are dependent upon me, the way a branch is dependent on the trunk of a tree you will have everything that you need. You can ask for whatever you wish, and it will be granted to you. You will have power to live, power to overcome any situation, power to be whom God wanted you to be because you are drawing your your strength and your power 
from him. So what an unbelievable promise Jesus gives to us. Prayer is our life support system. When we pray, we are showing our dependence on God. And until we recognize our need for God, prayer has no real meaning. But the second thing about prayer is that prayer is an act of communication. It's an act of communication. Most of our problems with people come from poor communication. You can't understand even the people closest to you unless you communicate with them. And you can't understand God and God's will for your life unless you communicate with him. You can't communicate well with somebody unless you know your relationship to them. So what is our relationship to God? In John chapter 15, 15 and 16, Jesus says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Jesus says, the reason you can ask anything in prayer is because of the relationship you have with him. He calls you his friends. And isn't that really amazing? God says, I don't treat you as servants or in other translations as slaves. But I treat you as friends. We have a hard time praying because we fail to recognize what privilege, what a privilege it is to talk to God on a regular basis. Now, if I told you that uh, tomorrow I will be arranging a 20-minute personal interview with the President of the United States, that you have 20 minutes to talk to him about anything that you desire, now what would you do? One, you would probably not sleep tonight because you'd be so nervous and anxious about uh, that visit to the White House. You would probably go out and buy a new dress or a new suit and uh, maybe get a hairdo or a haircut. You would probably write out some questions you want to ask so you didn't waste the time. You would uh, get prepared because you were going to get an audience with, a personal audience with President Barack Obama. And that would be great. But we have a greater invitation than that. In this very passage, we are invited to converse with the creator of the universe. That's going to the top. You are not talking with some little bureaucrat. You don't have to know the, the key men if you know the man who holds the keys. God says, I am the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and you are my friend, and I, I want to talk to you, and I want you to talk with me. 
That's what prayer is. It is an act of dependence and an act of communication. Our problem is we have a hard time believing that God is really interested in the mundane details of our life. We can't seem to conceive that the creator of the entire universe is interested in my car payments, my house payments, my school fees, my credit card payments, my new clothes for the kids as they go off to school, a better job, and the health problems that we all have. But when you fully discover how much God really loves you, prayer will no longer be a problem for you, and you can take everything to God in prayer. Prayer is an act of communication. It is the way we communicate with God. It is the umbilical cord of the Christian life from which we draw our strength. But thirdly, prayer is an act of supplication. Prayer is an act of supplication, and supplication simply means request. Philippians chapter 4, 6 and 7, the Apostle Paul says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You see, the result of your asking will be peace of mind, peace that allows you not to worry about the concerns that uh, come up day by day, because God will give you something which is beyond anything that we can fully understand. You cannot explain it to somebody else. But when you have it, you know that you have it because you can be at peace and because you know the Lord whom you are talking to. You see, prayer is an act of, of supplication. It is the way we make our requests. In John 16 and verse 24, we read, Until now... You have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Prayer is God's chosen method of meeting our needs as believers. The Bible teaches that there are some things that God has promised to do only if we pray. Some people think God knows what I need, so I don't need to ask. He he will just give it when I need it. But that's not true. God has set it up in his plan that there are some things he will only do if you ask, if you pray. James chapter 4 and verse 2 says, You do not have because you do not ask God. Over 20 times in the New Testament, the Bible says, ask. Now, the story is told, perhaps a fable, of a man who died and went to heaven. All over heaven, there were these warehouses. And inside them were tremendous gifts, fantastic things, homes, jobs, and all kinds of great gifts. 
And the man said, Lord, what are all these gifts? And Jesus said, there is a tag on every one of these gifts. So the man goes over to look and to read uh, each tag. And all of them said, never asked for. Charles Spurgeon, the great Baptist preacher, used to say, God never shuts his storehouses until you shut your mouth. You have to ask. Prayer is an act of supplication. So what are you lacking right now in your life simply because you have never asked God for it? What should you ask God for? You ask God for whatever you need. God is not interested in you asking for something that you, that you don't need. Psalm 84 and verses, verses 11 and 12 says, For the Lord God is our light and protector. He gives us grace and glory. No good thing will the Lord withhold from those who do what is right. O Lord Almighty, happy are those who trust in you. God is not up there holding all of these things back and saying, you have to convince me to give them to you. He says, ask. There's a true story about a high school student who had just become a Christian. He was learning all of these big words and connected to the doctrines of the faith. He learned that God is omnipresent, which means that God is present everywhere. He learned that God is omnipotent, which means that God has all power and there's nothing too hard for God to do. And then he learned that God is omniscient, which means that God knows everything, the past, the present, and the future. And so the student got to thinking about this. He said, if God knows everything that's going to happen in the future, that means he knows what is going to be on the algebra final exam before the teacher even writes it. And so he prayed, God, if you know what's going to be on the test, I pray that you'd help me to know what to study for and that I'll study the right things. And he began to study and pray and work. He said, Lord, you have said I should ask anything. So I'm going to be very specific here. I want, you, I want to be able to get 87% on my test. He didn't, probably didn't have enough faith to ask for an A. But he prayed for 87. He took the test the next day and thought he did very good on the test. He went back to school the next day and found out that he had received 86. And he was very discouraged. God, he said, you really let me down. I prayed for an 87 and got an 86. I really believed you were going to do it for me. So he went back to school the next day, and the teacher said, 
I made a mistake on five papers. I needed to get those papers back. And he turned in his paper, and he had gotten an 87. Now, why did I tell this story? To let you know that God is very interested in every detail of your life. There's nothing too uh, simple or too menial that you cannot bring before the Lord God. He is your father. He uh, wants to help you. All you have to do is to ask. He says, you are my friends. I'm interested in what's going on in your life. So talk to me. Ask me. And I will answer. So prayer is an act of dependence. It's an act of communication. It's an act of supplication. And then number four, prayer is an act of cooperation. Prayer is an act of cooperation. This is the most exciting thing about prayer. It is an act of cooperation, which means that God has sovereignly chosen that we can cooperate in his plan by praying and helping to see uh, his work uh, proceed in the way that he wants it to. He wants us to be a part of what he's doing so that uh, we are partners with him. See, prayer is God's program. Prayer is God saying, I have chosen to limit myself to what I accomplish on earth to the faith of my children. What they believe me for, I will do. When we pray for other people, we are teaming up with God to accomplish his work in them, in their lives. Probably the most amazing verses in the Bible can be found in John chapter 14, uh, 12 through 14, where Jesus said, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. These are difficult verses to grasp and to believe. How is it possible that we, fallen human beings, could do greater things than Jesus did when he was here on earth? Through prayer and by prayer. So when we pray, it can do greater things than Christ did while he was here on earth. So how is this possible? Simple. Prayer is not limited by time nor by space. It is not limited to scope, in, in scope. When Jesus was here on earth, he limited himself by being human. He could only be at one place at one time. He was limited to do miracles within the vicinity where he was. But prayer is not limited by time or space. The prayers of Jesus 2,000 years ago are still being answered today. The prayers that I pray and you pray can be answered weeks, months, or years from now. They are not limited by time. Neither are they limited by space. 
I could pray for someone in Australia or New Zealand or China. And it's like sending a missile directly to that person's heart and I never have to leave Boston. Prayer is limitless in its power. People may reject your appeals, reject your arguments, reject you as a person, but they are totally defenseless against your prayers. The most important thing you can do in your Christian life is to pray. I want our church to be a praying church. A praying church is a holy church, a committed church. When you pray, it makes you sensitive to God and sensitive to other people. So you won't be mean to other folk, as some people can be, because you know what it is to be in the presence of the Lord and that he wants us to love one another. A praying church is an enthusiastic church. Because churches that pray see miracles, and that gets people excited. We need some miracles in our church. We need a miracle to see lost people accept Jesus Christ as their Savior and become a part of his church so that they can serve him uh, with others. We need miracles here at People's. Some of you need personal miracles. You need a miracle in your marriage, a miracle in your health, a miracle in, in your job or in your finances. It's a praying church, a church that is seeing God act in miraculous ways. And God acts according to prayer. It's a through prayer our faith becomes stronger, our hopes become brighter, our decisions become wiser, our vision becomes clearer. Our thoughts become pure. Our doubts become fewer. Our experience becomes deeper. Our burdens become lighter. Our problems become smaller. And our relationship with the Lord becomes closer. It's through prayer, circumstances have been changed. Through prayer, doors have been opened. Through prayer, problems have been solved. Doubts have been dissolved. Fears have been conquered. Friendships have been restored. Souls have been converted. Lives have been transformed. And pasts have been forgiven and forgotten. Prayer can accomplish as much today as it ever did in years gone by. It uh, has not lost any of its influence with God. And so, my word to you is, Power your life with prayer, and you will begin to see miracles take place in your life. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.